0: Thanks to viewers like you and SassyGamers.com. Bard Rock Cafe can exist, I guess. So, like, you can find links to Sassy Gamers, our Patreon, and social media stuff in the show notes. Just click. Thanks.
1: Previously on Bard Rock Cafe, Epi learned about Ben stealing medical supplies while Brock and Rook met with the Blackstaff. Because the city couldn't move the obelisk the black staff put in a good word on the insurance claim getting it paid out right away and at a higher rate now everyone has free access to the bard rock and the obelisk in the cellar what will they learn find out today on bard rock
0: cafe welcome back
2: to episode 12 of bard rock cafe uh, last time the group finally came home and got the chance to reconvene and enter the Bard Rock Cafe such as it is in absolute shambles. And that's where we pick up. So, everyone, you are standing out in front of the Bard Rock Cafe.
1: It is yours once again. What do you do? I <sighs> Unless the guards stop me, Brock would like to go down into the basement and touch the obelisk. Okay. Anybody else (laughs) doing anything?
3: Brock is on a mission.
1: Armbar's gonna (laughs) follow him down. Brock's the only person who hasn't seen this obelisk.
4: What's Armbar gonna
1: do? Uh, Armbar's gonna follow Brock.
2: Rook is also following along. So.
3: Eppy comes along too, and this, you know Brock is probably going to have a like very close on his tail no play on words intended ha 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 <laughs> have tails well
1: anyway. some of them do some of them <laughs> alright so is there any resistance from the guard or like I, I'm allowed on the premises so they stop me from getting to the obelisk
2: So you go around to the side and you unlock the basement and go down there. You see the obelisk still uh, top is three feet buried into the stone. Uh, There's still that hole in the floor that is directly above where the obelisk hit. And yeah, you're able to just
1: walk up and you touch the obelisk. Alright, so I see my life story. Okay, So you reach out, you touch it and you know just like happened with Armbar uh, you gain
2: the effect of tongues for the next hour and yeah you're able to read the celestial runes that are all along the the length of the obelisk and it is your life story you see in painstaking detail your childhood things you had forgotten are written on the obelisk uh, interactions that you didn't remember like it's It's a lot. And it's all there. Until you get to where it goes into the ground and then you can't read past
4: that. wish Armbar could read it. I mean, all
1: Armbar has to do is touch the stone again.
4: (laughs) Does Armbar know that, though? I don't think so.
3: Speaking of... (laughs) So, as Brock is touching the stone and all that stuff, Epi has got his little book out sort of half aside the armbar. So... Did you say that, um... So when you touch the obelisk, you could read it, right? Because, right now, you can't read what's on my book, right? It holds up a page, and it's probably got
5: his notes on it. Well, I could read, but not for sure if it was because of the obelisk.
1: He, he, he does know that the letter A, if there's any instance of the letter A on that page, he does know that. How
5: would I know I was reading? True. I never know what I could read!
1: A very important
3: sociological question, but... I have a scientific query for you. I dare you to touch the obelisk.
5: Mm, you're seeing a mascara scared
4: yet, huh? Well, watch this! And Arnmar's is gonna walk up to the obelisk and touch it. See nothing,
2: told you! You can read everything.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Epi has absolutely just got the most cat who ate the canary grin and has just got his, his pen ready to take some notes.
5: So? Alright, well, maybe I can read it now. Oh. <laughs> is that what a letter A is? <laughs> You have a small headache
2: now, just from the amount of weightlifting that this spell is
4: doing for you.
1: <laughs>
4: can I take a piece of the of the
1: obelisk with me? Uh, is there, I don't think there are pieces have of broken off of it, are no, there? There
2: are. From the impact, there are spiderweb cracks all along the obelisk, and that does make certain, like you can still read it but it's kind of the effect of like, after you've crumpled up a piece of paper and then smoothed it out like you can read what's on it but you can also definitely you know what I'm saying?
4: so yeah uh, it's not very clear I also
1: want to throw this out there out of character uh, I want to let you know uh, what Brock and Epi have been told and Rook also, I just remember Rook is still here is that the obelisk is a divine being it's like a celestial being so, do you want to take a piece of it off and be kind of like you want to just carry a guy's hand around in your pocket? I don't know if the obelisk would be happy with that.
4: I'm literally carrying God around. I don't see a problem with this. God's with you. So, I you don't know,
1: do. like out of character, my advice to you would be maybe don't upset the holy being in my basement.
3: My advice to you above game. Do it.
5: <laughs> 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 just don't be serious.
2: So Rook will also just seeing all this, she will touch the obelisk and sure enough she gets the effect of tongues as well. And she's able to read her whole life story and you know, she seems fascinated
1: by it. But she... So I have a question for the DM. Uh, What is the last development in my life story I can read before I get to the part that's buried in the ground?
2: You get to somewhere in the Bard's College.
1: Okay, so I can't get to present day that no, easily. present day for all of you is buried in the ground.
5: Hmm,
1: okay. Alright, so I look at the obelisk and I say where did you come from?
2: Somewhere far in the distance Cotton Eye Joe is playing.
4: <laughs> now, can, every- can everybody hear that?
2: No, no, no. That's, that's me, the DM, just being an that was a joke (laughs) where did you come from? where did you go?
3: I'm just sitting there thinking how am I going to put that in the edit?
2: (laughs) yeah so you say that and there's there's just this long silence
1: alright so I thought that might happen I find one mention of my father and I point at the uh, symbols that represent my father's name and say can you tell me his life story and touch his name
2: You touch his name, and you get kind of like a little spark, but there's not really any discernible reaction that you can tell.
5: Rock,
1: are you alright? You're speaking to a rock. What's the matter with you? To be fair, the notes we read about the obelisk said it was a divine being. That means, to me, that it should be able to understand me, and if it's able to respond, it would. So, in theory, I'm speaking a language it understands right now, And if it's able to respond to me, I should be able to understand any way it's responding, so I don't think it can respond. I was trying to see. Maybe if we had, like... Oh, wait, Epi, you're a cleric of the Raven Queen. Maybe if you try praying to it with your holy prayer, maybe it will listen to you. Yeah, Epi, well, maybe you should touch the rock. Epi did touch the rock, didn't she? Didn't he? Uh
3: now Epi has been kind of sitting back and writing in the notebook this whole time and observing what is happening to them. Has anything particularly weird happened to them after touching the rock?
1: They have, they have oh, tongues. West? That's, that's the only. If you were to use your, if you were to ritual cast detect magic, you would see that we all have tongues on.
3: This is true, and it also sounds like you're all just talking in infernal right now, which is fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, because everybody hears their native language
3: so Epi just kind of stops writing for a second well I haven't touched the rock yet obelisk holy being I have no idea I haven't touched that yet can y'all understand me
1: yes oh my goodness
3: well I'm speaking in Inferno right now as much as I know I don't think any of you speak it
1: well, we already knew that it was going to cast tongues on us from the report that Felix gave us, so they shouldn't be surprising to any of us.
3: True, true. I just wanted to try it out. It's easier to speak in Infernal anyway.
1: That's a beautiful so, language.
3: Thank you. You're the first person that has ever said that, but I appreciate the, the, the pandering.
1: The, I, I literally studied linguistics and language at the Bard College. Literally all it is is a liberal arts education where you're basically getting a literature degree. All I did was study languages.
3: (laughs) I feel like perhaps this is why your father wasn't too keen on you getting that degree. But anyway...
1: Ooh! Big words! (laughs) Alright champ, I want you to commit to your memory. Right now I, like... I reach out and try and grab Epi's book and try and point at the letter B. This is the letter B. And I'm hoping that he'll get an advantage on the check because he has tongues on. Armbar. Do I have to
5: roll something for this?
2: Are you trying to commit the letter B to memory? I'll try to
5: commit the letter B to memory. I would
2: like you to roll just a straight intelligence check. Add advantage.
4: I got a 16. That's enough. You have
2: learned the letter B.
4: <laughs> Hooped on phonics? <laughs> 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 Whoa!
5: I never realized the letter B was in that sheep. Alright, so. up so fast. I still can't spell anything. But I can oh, make BAM! Okay. Uh, like a sheep BAM!
3: See? You're already making progress. I'm very proud of you.
1: I'm almost there. More than halfway. Wait, I think. Champ, how are you at math? Well, I never went to any fancy graduate school like you. <laughs> Linguistics, linguini, whatever. <laughs> All right, at some point, we're going to also work on teaching you math, champ. We
5: can do whatever you want, boss. Anything you
1: want. All right. So Brock turns his attention back to the obelisk, and when he asked about his father, it's he got a reaction, but nothing really seemed to happen. Yeah, right? Like it sparked a little bit, right? Like, yeah. There was there like a visible like spark from the obelisk. It's more of a a sensation, like static electricity, right? Hmm. And I don't understand what that means, though. No amount of tonguing helps that.
2: You can roll an arcana check, but no tongues does not give you.
1: Yeah. Okay, let's roll my Arcana check. That is a 12, and I have a plus one to Arcana, so that is 13. Okay. Ah, uh, don't really have any insight into what's going on there. A uh, darn. I'm sl- I have actually slightly worse at insight. That wouldn't have helped. Alright, so, the next thing I look at, I'm just gonna browse through really quickly. I'm looking to see specifically if I've ever met Giuseppe Von Burst. If I met Epi before this. <laughs>
5: Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were gonna get out this clean,
1: didn't you? I didn't announce to everybody else that I'm I, just, <laughs> <that's>
4: just, <the laughs> I just wanted to do that in the armbar voice.
1: <laughs> that is fair enough, buddy. That's fair enough. perfectly clear. Brock is not loudly announcing everything he's trying to do.
4: Yeah, armbar did not mean to say that. I just wanted to
2: say okay, it. <laughs> Roll out. investigation as you try to investigate the excruciating detail of your entire life story for a mention
1: of a meeting with Giuseppe. Alright, that is an 18 plus 119. Alright, so bear in mind this is from Bard college days or earlier, Not it does not go to the day that I met Epi on the podcast. Right. Or Giuseppe. Well, Epi and Giuseppe are the same person. I actually I don't it doesn't go far enough into my history with them for me to know whether or not it would refer to Epi as Giuseppe in that context.
2: So looking through your early history, I'll say you have probably at some point in your life, because you are both of a similar age, you have in passing been near each other, you never really interacted before. At least not during the time frame that you narrowed it down to.
1: I just nudge Epi and go, hey, we went to a dinner party together once.
3: Epi kind of looks at it. I don't know if I remember that.
1: I I don't either, but it's right there.
3: I look at it. Is it in the same spot on mine? You
1: don't know. You don't see what
2: Brock (laughs) sees
3: Yeah, but I got my life story up there too. Is it in the same spot? I
2: you can you read? You have you can't read it yet.
4: <laughs> you haven't you haven't touched I, the stone yet. I, I,
3: that's right, I, I haven't touched the stone. Epi looks at what he's pointing at. Is this a trick to get me to touch the obelisk?
1: I'm I'm just telling you what I read. If you don't want to try reading it too, that's fine. I'm just letting you know. Apparently we went to a dinner party once our parents went to the same dinner and brought us along.
3: He squints at you a little bit. Kind of looks at the at the obelisk that he definitely wants to read for himself. Alright, alright, fine. Slaps just a, a hand on it. <laughs> what do I see?
2: So, Epi, as you touch the obelisk, as the last person present, you all hear a loud crack, And the world goes sideways for all of you.
3: I swear I didn't
2: hit it that hard. Did we just die? <laughs> <laughs> the world kind of fades away to shades of gold and silver. And as you kind of come back into focus, you're all still, like, next to each other. Um, what you see around you are Books lines and lines and rows and rows of bookshelves going up like stacked higher than you can see and stretching as far as your eye can see in every direction
3: Epi clutches his book with the Gothic eye on it and looks like a kid in a candy store
1: Hippie, what, what the heck did it, or, you just yeah. do where are we A library, I think.
0: There was an inn called Bard Rock Cafe that burned to the ground one day. With help from you for a copper or two, reconstruction can start right away. Minstrels will come from all round to bring you quality sound. At three towers you might find music delight, come see the best bards in town. You are cordially invited to join us for a bard off. Join Brock as he tries to prove he's the greatest bard in Waterdeep for our 14th episode. You don't want to miss it.
2: What you all do see, as you have now been here long enough to kind of get your bearings a little bit, each of you has what appears to be a red ethereal thread stretching from your heart somewhere in the library. They're all going different directions.
3: He kind of looks at everyone. Looks at the little stream. Alright, alright. So are we doing rock, paper, scissors to see who follows the thread first, or do we just all take off in different directions? I feel like maybe that's not a great idea. I wouldn't know how to find all of you again but I definitely want to know where this goes. And he just kind of picks up the string.
1: (laughs) I think in the interest of time, because we don't know how long this is going to last, we should all just go our separate ways. Because right now, I'm guessing we can all still read, even Armbar. Yes, everybody still has tongues.
3: All right. So, I'm going to try one thing right quick, just to see if it works. And I am going to... um, I'm going to try and use Thaumaturgy to change my eye color. Okay. And I'm going to look Brock dead in the eyes and just be like, tell me if anything happens and my eyes change colors. Look at me. Look at me.
1: Alright, Brock looks into Epi's eyes very deeply. Nothing.
3: So? Um, did they turn green or no?
1: No, no they didn't.
3: So, little bit of news. Magic doesn't work here.
1: Does magic not work here, or do cantrips not work here?
3: One way to find out. And I am going to try and cast mage armor on myself.
1: The spell fails.
3: So, update. Magic as a whole doesn't work here.
5: All right, cool. I can
1: still Smith,
5: though.
3: That's very true. That's very true.
1: All right, remember the last time we made a librarian mad? We don't have magic this time, so maybe don't smash things. Uh, she seemed to quiet down for me. Oh, speaking of which, do we see a librarian? No.
3: What's the book closest to us say?
4: I, do you just...
3: Like, if I just reached over and there's a book there.
4: Can, I, can I read it? it? Yeah, you can read it.
1: Alright, so Epi reaches for the book most immediately to his left. What does Epi find?
2: So you find a book with nothing on the spine. And as you look around, there is nothing on the spines of any of these books. They all look
1: identical. Is there anything on the pages of these books? If, we op- if I pull one out and open sure. it up? Uh, you open it out. Alright, you...
2: Geez. You pull the book out of the bookshelf and you open it and the very first page says "Oruk Tor and as you turn to the first page you find written in celestial in excruciating detail is the entire life story of an orc named Oruk Tor who rode at the side of O'Bold many arrows had a lot of really uh interesting uh, events up in the north closer to Neverwinter Um, lived, died his whole life story every event, every interaction
1: start to finish so Brock reads a couple pages and goes okay, each of these books look like they're the life stories that people see when they look at the obelisk based on this one sample of this one book I picked up and read the first four pages of
3: so, I'm going to try something, and if it ends badly, I'm very sorry. I'm going to grab a book, and I'm going to see if it'll fit in my bag or if it just poofs back up there. I'm going to be watching the, the empty hole in the shelf as I do it, just like, you know what, what what's going to happen?
2: Sure, you have a book in your, your bag.
3: You know, I, I half expected that that wasn't going to go very well. So I pull it back out, whose book do I have?
2: So there's not really a a translation for this name. It is written in primordial. It is the life story of an earth element. And there is a lot because it is technically not something that ages or has a beginning or end. It is just a being of absolute earth from the plane
1: of earth. Happy just had to grab the biggest, heaviest book on the shelf. Absolutely. No, it's the exact same size. Oh. oh my god, the books are TARDISes.
3: So I'm keeping this for research purposes. I put it in there. If nobody has a problem with that, then I put the bag back on my shoulder.
1: Well, if I had to venture a guess, I'm guessing that our red strings are going to go to
4: our individual life stories. There's only one way to find out, though. Is there a Dewey decibel system for these books? <laughs> Like we, we could look up anybody we wanted
2: every book has a blank spine and there are quite literally miles of bookshelves with gold spined blank books is there a card catalog I, you, you see what you see
3: does my book have a red string coming out of it
2: not that you can see I'm wondering
4: if we can find Kevin.
2: As you wonder that, as you focus on Kevin, the entire library seems to like fold in on itself and you all get like this the worst case of vertigo and you find yourself in front of a bookcase with your hand on a
1: book.
3: Quick question.
1: (laughs) I know what this question is.
3: Where's my red string going at this point in
2: time? Still going off into the library.
1: Okay. He didn't okay. specify which Kevin. <laughs> it's Kevin with a Y. Kevin with oh a God, Y. Oh God, is yeah. this other Kevin? Yes, Brack actually adds Kevin, but it's K-E-V-Y-N. All right. So just to clarify,
2: you were thinking of Kevin with a Y, the fictional, made-up character of Epic. You ball hole.
3: It's fine. So,
1: is that is that what I'm am I sub- interpreting? Is that the specific Kevin you were trying to find the book for?
4: Yeah. I must Eppie. have I must have missed the joke that it was actually Eppy's character that was Kevin with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was no, someone no, no, we no. were like looking for for None a of while. I know
1: that, but Eppy, and it was in the second episode, which you weren't yeah. there to record. Uh-oh.
4: So,
2: Eppy. Oh, no. Your red string goes directly to the book that Armbar's hand is hovering over.
5: <laughs>
3: so I look at the red string, I look at everyone, I look at the red string... Alright?
5: Right.
4: We all see this. Like, <laughs> we all see it's going so? from somebody. Yes. <laughs> There's a red yes. string on the book. <laughs> I'm, Brock looks remarkably
1: unsurprised. And he just mouths the word sand.
5: Sand. <laughs> 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 well, Brock, what do you mind. think of this? Should we pull it off the shelf?
1: Champ, give Eppy the book.
3: I'd, I'd like to see it on account of the fact that that's the one that goes to my string, if that's all right with you.
5: Well, the boss said to give it to Eppy, so here you go.
3: Thank you very much. So why did we suddenly arrive at my book?
1: It's a magic right. library, clearly. Yeah. Also, that is a really useful card catalog. We need to get me one of these.
3: <laughs> so, I'm going to start flipping through my book a little bit.
2: Okay. It's life story, just like you've read. Like it is what was written it was what was written on the obelisk outside. Just in book format.
3: I'm going to flip to the very back.
1: Okay. Oh, careful. So you're at the very back. Effie's gonna learn about the day Effie dies.
4: <laughs> Armbor's gonna try to read it over your shoulder.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Okay. I
4: wanna practice my reading skills. Kinda look at the book, I look at him, I look at the
3: book give me one second I want to read this make sure there's not
5: any saucy details okay.
2: <laughs> you turn to the very last page
5: mm, PG-13 eyes of bar <laughs> can't be taking that
3: <laughs> you, you're so right you're such an innocent soul
2: so as you say that don't you kind right. of send me as you say that You're on the last page, and you see, you're such an innocent soul, said Effie, to which Roland Armbar responded, and it just, it is writing the events out in real time, and as you reach the bottom of the page, a new page forms, and begins to fill in, and you're watching your life story be written as you're experiencing it.
1: Please tell me that the, the sentence Epi continued reading the book keeps writing itself until Epi does something else.
2: Remember that this is in excruciating detail. So it's it's the book quoting...
1: Is this like one of those things where there's a mirror looking in a mirror so the book is telling you about the is, book, telling you about the fact that book? That is exactly
2: what's happening. The book is quoting so, itself as Epi is reading that line of the book. And then Eppy is reading about himself reading that line of the book and what that line of the book says. And it it just, yeah, excruciating detail.
4: Does everybody else see it, or is it just Eppy? All of you can see it. (laughs) Well, Brock
1: is not reading over Eppy's shoulder. Brock is actually, while they're doing this, Brock thinks to himself, I want the book about Beryl. Okay. For
2: all of you, and it does seem that you all go together... As this is the second time this has happened. The library bends in on itself. And you find yourself standing in front of a bookshelf with your hand in front of a
5: book.
3: Oh oh, do I still have my book in my hands? You do. I am putting that in my bag.
5: I'm gonna be sick. Oh, I
1: don't like that boy. I think I feel like Arn needs to roll a royal constitution check to keep his lunch down. <laughs> Not yet.
5: Don't you tell me what to roll, little man. <laughs> <laughs> I am a gracious god,
2: but I have my limits, sir. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did the library just talk to us? Hello! <laughs>
2: It can read. So I do want to say this. As you guys have been traveling, and I say traveling, as you see the library fold in on itself, and now as you're standing in front of a bookshelf, you can see, like, all through the floor are, like, cracks. And then there's, like, deep rifts and split bookshelves, like, off in the distance.
1: Huh. That. Probably isn't Yeah, good. so I just I very quickly flip through the book about Barrel to get the an- one answer I want to know. I flip towards like the last couple of pages. I'm looking for information about what the letters GL stand for, and I'm power skimming. Okay,
2: uh, roll an investigation check.
1: That is a seven plus one eight. Okay, so like you're not really in a hurry. You are
2: power skimming.
1: You're looking for any indication of GL. Look. Yep. Or two words together that to start with G and L. So you do control F that. Yep. I I'm control Fing with my brain. He's got a bachelor's degree. Yeah. I'm trying to think if Brock could be as good a power skimmer as I am, because if I flip, I'm just browsing the like the last 20 pages because I'm guessing this guy. It's it hasn't even been a day, so I'm looking like to see like any reference to that organization that they seem to represent in those last 10-20 pages last 10-20
2: pages you're in like today right because again excruciating detail Uh, you're reading about like his breakfast uh, what he's done so far this morning which has involved meeting with some fellow gang members you'd see that, I'll say with an 8 that's enough to get you to slow down and read a little more carefully there Uh, you do come across one mention
1: of Guildless I guessed that (laughs) that was one of my guesses on Discord everybody in the audience
2: because you guessed it you may have inspiration for the rest of this episode. So you can, at, the, at any point of your choosing, you can give yourself advantage on a roll.
1: Alright, sweet. Alright, so then, I, once I find that, I go, so the library's collapsing.
3: Well, maybe it's just that the obelisk kept flying through the air, crashed through your inn. May it rest in peace, and now it's a little bit, like, even when we were standing there, it had cracks all in it.
1: Right, but I think they've gotten worse every time we've done the foldy thing, so maybe we should manually walk to any books we want to go with strings, and be careful about using that find feature. happy hmm. something you notice
2: as you are holding your own book. You notice a very thin, pale, silver string connecting your book to barrels mine yes
3: Ooh. so does anyone else see this string or is it just me just you okay okay so I'm going to open up to the page that has that silver string on it and I'm gonna go over to barrel's book It It is
2: the point in both books where the two of you interacted at the jail.
3: Hmm. So fun fact that I just learned you're tied with silver strings to people that you've interacted with. Also I found the page that it's on that we found it.
5: Oh
1: you're welcome. I also Brock tells both of them. Oh, uh, the GL stands for Guildless. I didn't actually remember saying that out loud.
3: Epi pulls out the Gothic book. Well, the book with a Gothic eye on, his holy book. Writes down on there, <laughs> GL means Guildless. Closes it. Holds it up for a second. And thinks real hard about Mortimer.
4: You can't just say these words and then
3: it's fine. <laughs> it's, like, it's, fine. It's, fine. it's fine it's
4: fine where did Mortimer come from and now Mortimer, I have to think about Mortimer that and try to incorporate what's book that itself. oh it's the
1: name of the book Ep, the, when Epi writes in the book and the book writes back that the person writing back is named Mortimer okay I don't believe Armbar knows that we just know that the book writes back I don't think Epi's explicitly told us the yeah. book is named Mortimer
3: I don't think I've told anyone the name of the book yet but you guys know that this book writes back
1: <laughs> we will find out when I get that far and right in listening to this ep- this series that in fact we were told that but
4: until now we're gonna go with I remember we camped out and we were trying to catch her writing in the book but I don't know if we ever found out like what that what that meant right we if we had that conversation I don't remember it
1: right now
3: yeah no y'all didn't find out who was in the book just that it writes back which was actually a point of contention because y'all wanted to know who was writing She's back like, like
4: to a me. fishing pole. Wait, wait. like You cast out a line, and you're like, Mortimer,
3: What well, the fuck is Mortimer? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I gotta figure out this secret. I just gotta think real hard about it. I'm not gonna say it out loud, but I'm gonna think real hard, and I'm gonna see if I can get us. A...
1: Alright, so Epi activates the card catalog, searching for Mortimer. So, Epi, yeah.
2: you feel the library start to bend and twist in on itself? And all four of you just rocket directly up. And you just keep going. Until eventually you reach what seems to be an invisible, well not invisible but like a an opaque you can kind of see through it but it's like one of those uh, it's like stained glass where you can see through it but not really. Right? And it's just a barrier. And it's like it's on the ceiling. And you can see on the other side of this barrier, there's obviously, like, more bookshelves. But you're not able to get
4: past that barrier.
2: But you sense that...
4: Armbar, the glass. Alright. Armbar takes out his great axe and takes a good old swing at it. Bonk. So strength check. Right? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I take a big old swing at this. Bonk.
1: <laughs> Kenny's trying to tell you you're lucky the accident
4: place. I know I
5: know <laughs> Looks like you got a no effect there boss What do we do
1: I think we're going to need a bigger ax We going to
5: need a bigger axe
1: Or a bigger
2: arm bar
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Abby, Can I reach up and touch the barrier
2: Yeah you can touch it it's right there Like You guys are standing on it. Like, gravity is now somehow inverted.
1: Your feet are on the barrier, and you're just standing there. Effie, what did you ask? The meaning of life, the universe, and everything?
3: No, no, one second. Flips his book open, writes, how do we get past the barrier?
2: Ooh. (laughs) So, the lettering fades, and that tight handwriting appears, says... I've been trying to figure that out.
3: I just kind of... You just see Epi, he's, he's thinking real hard about it, and he's just like... and You guys can probably look over his shoulder as he writes this. Well, now we're going to have to find that out.
2: <laughs> no response.
3: Close the book and put it back in. So... Just to catch you up on a few things cause you were out cold while everyone was talking about it this book responds to me don't ask too many questions about it that's what I was trying to get
5: to so all of a sudden now you want to drop all this information on me huh? well
3: in fairness because I'm about to ask a favor.
5: Why is it this time, Epi? Better be good.
3: I want to help the person that writes back to me in the books
5: get through the barrier. And who, pray tell, is this person that we're trying to see? What relation do you have with this person? So,
3: this is... The person is... The person is an old friend of mine, known him since I was a teenager. The name's Mortimer, called Mort for short, and I want to help my friend.
1: Well, I have an idea that I'm going to classify as a bad idea. I have access to somebody much more older, experienced, and worldly than me. You met him once, I wonder if he would know something, but I'm not sure how to ask him without letting him be in charge. Who's that? Roll my quarry spirit. Quarry spirits are much older than their Kaleshtar uh, counterparts, so it might be possible Roll has knowledge I don't have, but I would have to let him be in control for you to ask him. And above game, Paul has no idea if that means anything. It just means he can more justifiably make a knowledge check about this than I could. Or we could check my book. We could check my book. I bet you if we check my book, it would have Roll in it too. Would, would, uh. I'm wondering if Armbar would know who this Roll person is. I mean, we established that you've seen me like that before, but you had, like, I never stayed in that state for very long. You were the one who talked me down when Roll took control in the jail.
4: Yeah, but do I know that that's the name of the of the alter yes. ego?
1: Okay.
4: Yeah, I, I, I just
1: want to make sure. That Stuart. I yeah. just want to make sure. So, uh, Brock says, bring me to my book.
2: The library folds in on itself. You go back down, miles and miles down, and you're back on the floor, and you zip down miles and miles of bookshelf, and then your hand is hovering in front of your own book. Your red thread
1: is connected to it. And then I look for the So I open it up, and I know my own life story well enough, I look for where Roll first appeared. So it's about when
2: you're a teenager, uh, you find the first mention of your quarry spirit.
3: Can I peep over his shoulder?
1: That's not a question for me. It's my turn to peep. Brock's not going to stop Epi from peeping. Now, Epi had mentioned a silver string. I'm looking for a silver string connecting... Brock's book to Roll's book, unless they share a book. Are you focusing on. Yes, now I'm focusing on Roll's okay, book. the library
2: shifts in on itself again. This time.
1: I was really hoping it's on an adjacent shelf.
2: <laughs> this time. Yeah, yeah, no. This time the floor seems to fall out from under you. And you seem. Oh dear, we're going the other direction now. <laughs> and you're falling and then like moving backwards, like kind of going diagonally. And then you stop. Oh, Lordy. Your hand is hovering in front of a book.
3: Where in the nine hells is this person from?
1: That's a really complicated thing that involves explaining the ancestral history of my people.
3: Is it in the book?
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, all quarry come from the same plane, I believe. But I don't believe it's the nine hells, although in Roll's case, maybe it is. So as you're... S- as you're all standing
2: here and talking and discussing, the library starts to rumble and shake. And you feel all of the books snatched away from you. And oh no,
3: even the ones in my bag?
4: Yeah, all of them. Dang it. Wait, Arnbar, hold Epi's bag shut. <laughs> I tried my best to hold the bag shut.
2: Roll... A dexterity saving throw. 22, it's a natural 20. Okay, you managed to dodge out of the way as the book slingshots out of the bag and almost clocks you in the face.
1: Does <sighs> wild magic work here? You don't know?
3: The Bard Rock Cafe is just gonna be like a giant mushroom when we get back or something.
1: Well, it was a natural 20, so do we have to roll dice? So so and I, I know in character we don't know a natural 20 happens. Oh oh, but out of character. Armbar rolled a 20. That was a Nat 20? Yep. That yep. was a Nat okay. 20. Well. Mm-hmm. No, nothing triggers. So we don't have magic. Yeah, even the wild magic doesn't work here, although remember in character we don't know that. Cause we don't know what a natural 20 is. Yeah, this is outside yeah. of character. Um, yeah. as the books are pulled
2: away, you guys feel yourself being pulled through the library again.
4: I'm going to try to Oh, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, is, it, is, it a, is it a similar feeling to what we've felt before, or is it different? It's,
2: like, as far as being pulled. Yeah. It's...
4: yeah, it's similar.
2: Like, it's... you guys seem to be traveling farther. Um, Alright. And the bookshelves seem to fall away, and you are... in a clearing but it's like a spherical clearing like in all three dimensions up above and below and all around you the bookshelves extend out but you seem to be functionally at the center of the library and there is a pedestal with a book oh
3: oh I need to read that book
1: that's all Epi. Brock is going to let Epi handle this one. Let
3: me read the book.
1: So you pick up the book, you
2: open it. As you open to the first page, it's blank until you see written in delicate handwriting. Hello, Giuseppe.
3: <laughs> I take out my pen. And before I write in it, out of habit, I stop I'm like... Is this a situation where I would write in the book or can I just talk?
2: You can just talk.
3: I put the pen back. So... I think you know my name and everyone else's and everything else that is to know. This is your library. What's your name?
2: I don't have one.
3: What are you? Aside from very impressive.
2: I am... Endless.
3: Suppose that'll work for an name end then. Endless. Can Armbar still read?
2: Yeah. You all can... Everybody can read. It lasts for okay. an hour. You guys have been here not an hour.
3: Excellent. So I'm gonna be like... So... About the obelisk that went flying through the sky and came through the Bardenot Cafe and all of the wild magic that's going on and also the bookshelves. What's going on exactly? I fell. Fell from where?
1: Celestia.
3: That's a hell of a fall. Did it
1: hurt? When you fell
2: from heaven? I think I might be dying. It's a pick-up line, for those that don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Did respond to the, Did you hear his response? Did it respond to that?
2: I think I might be dying.
3: No. It felt like it was dying. Oh, honey. Um, Abby just kind of looks at it. And, what type of paper is it? What is the book like?
5: Roll.
2: Oh, man it's not like anything you've written on or interacted with before it doesn't seem to even have like a solid substance it's more like energy given form
3: epi is just looking at it and he's like so why did you fall from heaven? Celestial. Ask him.
2: because i was breaking Oh.
3: Well I'm very sorry to hear that Is Why are you breaking And can we fix it
2: There's Kind of a tense silence And then you all Feel like A tether of golden energy Attached to each of you And you all hear the voice in your head now And all it says is I need you To fix me We all do And then you all feel yourselves start to get pulled again, but not this time, it's different. You feel the library getting farther and farther and farther away from you. Like you're moving much faster than you were before. Um, And more distant now, but you hear that same voice. I'm giving you what I can of my power. And then there's another snap. And you're all prone on your backs in the basement of the Bard Rock Cafe, and there's some guards standing over you like trying to wake you up.
3: Abby sits up. Alright, that, tell, tell me I wasn't dreaming. Did any of you see that?
1: <laughs> Brock sits up and he's rubbing his head and his eyes is like, that had a kick.
5: I think I'm gonna be sick. Well,
3: that's that's all right, there, big fella. You did good. You did good. I I don't think I'm built for whatever roller still we we're riding on. But um, so for you guards that are out here, how long were we out? I,
2: we don't know. We found you down here, like ten minutes since we found you.
3: Ah, so, turns out, if you try and do certain types of magic around it, it'll let off a gas that makes you very high. Thank you for watching over us while we were out of it. I been a little better now. I don't think it sat too well with my friend over here, though. We should be fine.
2: The guards kind of give you this look, and they're like... They don't have any reason to think that you're lying to them. So they just kind of like, yeah, okay, Ah, uh, just let us... Know if you need anything, we'll check in. And they kind of just make their way nervously away from the obelisk and back outside.
3: Thank you very much. I'll tell your supervisors you did good jobs. If that helps at all. They're gone. I appreciate you.
2: Oh. Um. You guys hear a cracking sound behind you, and if you look over you see the grooves in the obelisk getting a little deeper
3: that's not good
1: so my cafe has a celestial time bomb in the basement
3: I mean if there is ever a draw for customers that would be it, put a little tightrope around that and then just well, charge some mission
1: uh, now the black staff explicitly told me I can't do that actually yeah, I have to have okay. a magister posted my in the basement is... at all times to make sure wild magic stuff doesn't happen.
3: Speaking of, Brock, Brock, look me in the eye. Look, look at me.
1: Look okay. At
3: me. I cast Thaumaturgy and I try and make my eyes green.
1: Your eyes turn green.
3: What color are my eyes?
1: What color are Epi's eyes normally?
3: They're goat eyes.
1: But what like like color are they?
3: If the magic worked, now they're green and normal.
1: But what color are they before? What color did I watch them change from?
3: Oh, gold.
1: Uh, they look gold. I think mm. you lost your magic, Eppy.
3: That is not good.
1: Do you want me to roll a deception check on that?
3: Oh, you son of a mother person! Okay,
1: do it, do it, you! That is a 8 <laughs> plus... <laughs> exception 3 is 11. Go ahead and roll insight.
3: Okay, okay. Oh! Oh, no. Okay, so 6 plus 4 is a 10.
1: Brock? I'm going to burn my inspiration. I, well, you rolled an 11, right, Brock? Oh, 6, oh, six plus yeah. 4 is a 10. Okay, I rolled an 11. That's right. This
3: time you get one point more. Yep, I rolled
1: an 11. I don't need to. Alright, so after Epi looks really freaked out, I go, oh, now they turned blue. Or they green. Whatever blue. color that you said they're supposed to turn, they turned that color. I was just messing with you. Oh. <laughs> okay.
3: Epi just gives him this look like it's a combination of offended and just really impressed. Alright, yeah. I see how it is.
5: We're, we're, we're
1: well even done. for the for sand God, now. I whispered that part <laughs> What was that? You guys whispering stuff again behind Armbar's back? Well, Armbar can probably hear it. The guards who left us to store our own devices won't. Well, that's what I'm trying to do.
2: So, uh, everybody, as you look at Armbar, who is notably showing more of his chest than any of you, uh, you see a tiny golden sigil glowing above his heart.
3: Armbar? Mm-hmm. I, think ha- I think you have a new tattoo.
1: Can we read the sigil because we're still tongued?
5: Isn't it an alpaca tattoo I look down? It is,
1: anyway, it is, not. It is
2: not an alpaca tattoo. <laughs> it is a sigil that just says power in Celestial.
1: That's right. At least someone gets it around here. All right. Brock does the Superman thing and rips his shirt open to see if he has the same mark. Same mark.
5: Wow. Strong man over there.
2: Rook kind of discreetly looks down her shirt and sees it as well.
3: Epi kind of has to pull his turtleneck out a bit to look down and see. Yep,
2: it's, yeah. All four of you have the same sigil in the same spot.
3: Huh.
5: Feeling the key, man.
3: I feel like perhaps this one suits you a little more than it does me. I mean, let's face it. Not the only powder I have comes
5: from spells. Doesn't say anything about strength there, Epi. just says you have power. You get all the power
4: in the world as long as you believe it. And I slap her in his chest. <laughs>
1: How far yeah. back does Epi go? Wait, is this, are we like the putties from Power Rangers <laughs> with the big Z on their chest? Does Epi just disappear? No. <laughs> you <to> Yeah! <laughs> no, it is... Armbar? Are you trying to? Are you tapping Epi in a? I could knock them down, way. Or are you? Tapping no, them just in like their, their just way? like
4: a like a friendly slap to the chest, like you're you got power there, kid. You know, kind of thing like that. Oh
1: yeah.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just it's kind of funny to imagine armbar, really strong Epi.
4: Well, I maybe mean, you fall back a little bit. I, don't I
3: mean,
1: know. tiefling twig. Epi roll constitution saving. <laughs> bro
3: the playful slap happens and Eppy's just kinda like I can't believe I survived that
2: so I, Armbar as you slap Eppy on the chest that static electricity spark thing happens again as you slap the room mm,
3: didn't think we
1: had that kind of connection
3: I guess you could say we have some sparks
1: sparks are fine in this relationship Uh, I'm not sure my heart is in those puns. (laughs) I just need to get my one off my chest. Okay, give
5: me a half a
3: second.
1: Okay. Alright, so Brock sees that, and Brock like double taps his own chest like he's checking for a heartbeat just to see if he shocks himself.
2: As you tap your own sigil, a glow appears in your hand, like your hand just extends out in front of you, and the sigils on all of your chests go dark. And you're holding a very small stack of cards.
1: Oh, dear. Just Brock? So the lights went off. Can I roll some sort of check to see if I know what these cards are before I mess with them? Above game, I have suspicions. Uh, Roll Arcana check. 15. uh, Arcana, I have plus one, so that's 16. Is that enough? I mean, you're not sure what you're looking at. You're pretty... I'm going to burn my inspiration to okay. try and get higher, because the episode's almost over anyway. That's an eight. That's not going to do it for sure.
2: Okay. Uh, you're Not sure what you're looking at. You're pretty confident this is magical, but, like, no shit, Sherlock.
1: All right, so I'm, I'm holding a magic deck of cards. Yes. Would anybody like to look, like... All right, so can I ask a question above the game? Because I have a suspicion what this deck of cards is. Sure, go ahead. If I believe this is a deck of many things. If you don't draw from the deck and you just look through the cards, does that trigger stuff?
2: You don't know.
1: I don't know. Okay.
3: Epi, Epi looks over at it. Hold on. Let me see. I cast a deck magic.
1: You cast it or you ritual cast it?
3: I cast it, cast it, so it's faster.
1: Okay, there you go. Roll
2: me a d100, or if you would like You can use the d100 that I used Before the session
3: Let's use the one you used before the session
2: It's a one, Let's do It's it. a 100 Roll me a d20
3: Oh no So, um, 18?
2: Nothing happens So, okay. you cast Detect Magic Um. Okay. You're getting all sorts of... Alright, so Detect Magic detects enchantments and magic. This thing's like looking at a furnace, right? Like, it's, you know when you look at a furnace and like the air around it's doing that wavy thing where the heat's making it shift in the air? You're looking at the magical equivalent of that. So like, whereas normally, you know, a level one spell gives you like a little bit of a glow, this thing is like a thousand degrees, right?
3: So I'm just... Eppy's looking at that kind of squints, does the, the casting thing. You just see his eyes go really wide and it's like... So... Brief update. You're holding the equivalent of a magical nuclear bomb as far as I can tell. There's so much magic coming off of that.
1: Alright, uh... Brock flips
2: the top card. And that's where we're gonna end the episode tonight. Yeah! <laughs> so... Well, do you think we're about to record another
3: episode?
1: No, no, no,
2: you're... you're yeah, yeah, yeah. They, the, the listeners don't know that. That was so good. They gotta wait two more yeah. weeks. Well,
1: yeah, like that was what... Bro- I'm just pointing out what Tyler's saying. I'm tormenting our followers. <laughs> it's
3: okay, we can cut it before so, that they deserve to be tormented by the equivalent of a magical nuclear bomb.
2: Yeah sure I'll just draw one it's fine it's fine what's the worst that can happen (laughs) so thank you so much for listening I hope you're having as much fun as we are and uh Brock, Epi, and Armbar I will see you guys in like ten minutes everybody else we'll see you in two weeks Bye bye
0: okay You listen to Bard Rock Cafe. Get on to SassyGamers.com and listen to more episodes. And become a patron. I'll read your cards. Do it. Patreon.com slash Bard Rock Cafe. Till next time.